Welcome there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in the space. This is the Imperial Senate podcast, the only podcast in which we decide to not record for about a year. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always, together, again, for the first time in a while, Nikki Kumar and Claire Stripling. Yay! At last. <laughs> he back. We did it. We're here. We did it. Yeah, we're back from Celebration, Star Wars Celebration Europe. Um, of course, me and Nikki were there, as you probably heard in the last episode, or didn't. Sorry. <laughs> you saw it. It was a drunk episode. And, uh, hey, let's, let's not undersell that either. We have done Celebration Live episodes before where there's some, there's some booze flowing. <laughs> so we've never started at a point at which we started at... <laughs> With this one, <laughs> this one was fully juiced. So, um, yeah, I don't even I don't even remember what happened in it. It's that bad. The other ones I remember fully, but the other one, this one, I don't actually remember. So, what happened is, uh, if you have not listened, your guess is as good as mine. The funny thing is, and Claire, you can attest to this. Uh, we can will I? have a video. We will ha- <laughs> we will have a video out, which will be very ironic. Which is um. I ask, this is a behind-the-scenes detail that none of you guys will know until you've watched the video, but it's very Also, funny Charlie's right? about to lie to you. I'm not lying. I sent Claire a text, because I thought... I I'm had a vision. suggesting something. I had a vision in my head of the idea of Claire just reacting to me, Nikki drunk, and thinking it'd be really funny to like break that down for TikTok, whatever, just, you know, get some views. And Claire misread that. I said, me and Nikki are drunk, read into it what you will. Now, in my what does opinion, that imply to you? What does that imply opinion, to you? I'm getting some sweet helmet right there. <laughs> in my opinion, that suggests that, you know, oh, these guys must have talked something crazy. I better listen to this. It might be funny. Claire's view of that was, I'm going to get pissed at home <laughs> yeah. midday and then react no. to... Evening. Evening. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on. Appropriate um, time ish for a thursday <laughs> all i know is that i got a dm from claire's fiance of a video <laughs> of claire on a sofa talking gibberish so... <laughs> she's like i had to, I had to act fast <laughs> it takes something stronger than good old alcohol i had to get on you guys's level yeah. and then i remember while listening 
I remember thinking, yes, to like everything you were saying. I was like, oh my God, you're so right. And I'm not sure if that's because you were right or if because I was just on the same wavelength as you guys. But I look forward to going back uh, tomorrow and editing that uh, and finding out just how wrong I am. (laughs) Well, I actually did listen to it. And Uh to be fair, ironically, I think it's one of the most like, straight-laced episodes we've ever done. Are you kidding me? We don't sound go. too... I mean, we're a little bit tipsy, but... There's a little slurring. <laughs> it's Not racial slurring, slurring, but... I sound slurried <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well... Vocal the slurring. Edit. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess. I mean, the only major sort of thing is that I call Alden the pedophile, but... <laughs> well, well, you know... You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's for a court of law to decide. I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> oh no! Oh no, yeah, um, it was it was a fun time. Obviously, celebration. We got to hang out. We had a crazy celebration this time. I always expected it to be a little bit more low key than obviously the previous ones because only so many people can go. And I guess it was in a way, but it was just ridiculous. You know, you know when you're, you're starting day one with shots for Ash Carson, you know, <laughs> party time. <laughs> Yeah, that not even day one, day zero. Day zero, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was night before. zero was um, oh. was already quite something. Because I, I remember ahead of time being like, you know what, we just landed. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a long trip. You know, tone it down around, you know, eight, nine. You know, get go to bed at a nice time, and then <laughs> you know, fast forward, and it's it's like one thirty, and I'm like, why am I not tired? And shots are being handed out and it's just like yeah that's uh that's what actually happened <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah no it was good it was a it was a very good social celebration i'd say um very good because even even with anaheim i mean it's it's the classic thing like whatever happens whether it's like you you would have experienced these things in like in school so it's like anaheim is incredible because or you know us one is incredible because everybody is there but also because everybody is there, there's just so many people, right? Like, and then also the groups form the little, little clicks form a lot faster um, with, uh, with the big group. So when, when it's like a smaller, you know, contingent, you're kind of forced to break through some barriers, talk to people you wouldn't normally have talked to. um, And then, and then sort of like, uh, I don't know, you like form new, new bonds. So it's always an interesting sort of social thing to happen when you, when you're like, okay, here's all of you. We're going to remove this part, remove this part. And then what's left. Let's see how you deal. Um, and it ended up pretty, pretty good. So that, that's always the magic of celebration. And the, then the convention itself, of course, had so many magical moments. Yeah. And it's one of those ones as well, where, with Celebration Europe, I couldn't be even too mad that I didn't get into any like sort of major panels. Oh, um, you didn't? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not everyone could be Sean Room. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, we boy. love you, Sean. We love you, even though you're excommunicado. Um, <laughs> he swam in the living waters of. Uh, oh, he did that. He, before, yeah, he, he apostate he redeemed himself. <laughs> um. No, but because I think into a so-called the studio showcase, usually you'd be like a bit miffed. But actually, it was just such a joyous, 
like occasion to be there and like see the news seep through, hearing the sound, watching the trailers. So it was yeah, it was really fun. It felt. Do you know what? The last few celebrations have been great, but I feel like I had to put like a sort of facade on. I don't know if it's because I'm going to the US and because I was you know, there. Like, <laughs> there and I feel like you know, great. Here we go again. Yeah, I gotta pretend uh, I like this one. Shit. Uh, uh, no, it's just. I don't know. Just I think with Star Wars, Twitter, and you know your enjoyment sort of dwindles sometimes. And I felt a little bit drifting away, and I think there's something about like a spiritual rebirth of the celebration, which I really enjoyed. Obviously, the first one I ever went to was 2016 when I met Nikki for the first time in person. So it felt like a, you know like a rebirth in that regard. So yeah, it felt good. It felt it felt right. Yeah, yeah, I feel like celebration always kind of does that, where it's like you get to unplug from the silly this really like annoyingly silly side of of fandom right like (laughs) um it's like so i did get to go to showcase for it in a streaming room um and i just remember like there's like nothing but excitement right like and you know obviously we got to see certain things um that never made it to the light of day but um even just like the announcements that did get out, um, I just remember like like the the joy, and then you know from then someone texts me and they're like, "Oh, you'll never guess what Twitter's saying about this." I'm just like, "I don't even care <laughs> because it's all <laughs> stupid." Um, and yeah, it's like it's just that it's like that reconnection with the base, the sort of like the most fundamental reason we enjoy this, and it and it's so separate from the. Uh, you know, air quotes, community that exists online. Um, you know, it's it. There's there's no grifting in the audience unless you're working for Collider. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it's special. It's special because it it really just gets you back to back to the basics. Yeah, it, it feels like. Because I remember looking at Twitter um, during some of the times, obviously I was checking up some of the updates because I wasn't in the panel, but just thinking, I don't even feel mad about some of these like comments because it's just noise. It's just, and when, really you're, in that, when you're in that room or you're in that center, at least you could just see the, the spirit. I mean, I was in the food court and I yelled out David Tennant is back. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, like they weren't like, oh, yeah, so, well, actually I think you like, like, it's just, euphoria and I, I really did appreciate that yeah Claire, what was it like for you being on the outside it was so strange um it, i was it was like i was definitely like sad but i was really happy i felt included thank you charlie for your many 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 drunken facetimes <laughs> usually with you slurring some words and pointing cameras at people i'm like oh hi it's too loud in this room to say hi to you but i'll wave through facetime and I, it was just, it was really fun. I know I'm, I'm poking fun at it, but um, I appreciate you including me and stuff. I was I was missing all of you. And I, you guys, I'm so happy that like everybody that I've talked to who's been there has just had like the most amazing time, um, you know, FOMO. But um, <laughs> I had a good group of non-attendees that I was, you know, messaging with Lauren Romo of Geek Broadcast and Galactic Bro- and Galactic Broadcast. God, I I it's a tongue twister when you say both of them back to back. Um 
we were texting all weekend, like getting up on, well, really only on the first day was I getting up early to tune into the stream because I'm like, this is the one where everything goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, so my body woke my, I woke myself up at 4 a.m. My time. It just woke up, no alarm set. And I'm like, it <laughs> <The> knows. Force. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> force is calling out to me. So I'm like, well, I'm not going back to sleep. Might as well make a cup of coffee and sit in my office and turn on the live stream and scroll and well not yet but refresh twitter until i see everything that went down and i'm glad i did because i had lauren and i had nick forrester and nick milky and and the broaxium crew we were all messaging each other as things were coming out and some people would find something online that i didn't see or i'd find something that they didn't see you know most people were looking at like big news and i was looking at oh my god max reboot species jedi boy um, kind of news, but it was important to share nonetheless. But it was really fun. I love seeing all the pictures that everyone's posting, mostly of Sean Room flipping off the camera like a precious little rebel baby. Um, but other than that, yeah, it, I, I, it was def- it was a little little bittersweet, but you know, I still had fun on the outside looking in. I'm almost positive I won't make it to Tokyo. Like about ninety two percent sure I won't be in Tokyo, so that'll be how I have to do that again. Mm. But we'll see. What do you mean we'll see? Because we're ninety two percent sure we're not going either, but we'll still be there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I was like, yeah, I was like the whole that all that Japan stuff. I was like, ah, oh, man, is is Japan going to happen? Is Japan going to be the one I miss? And then I was like, wait direct flight <laughs> and then and just like the idea of direct flight all of a sudden lifted so many like anxieties I was like i can do a direct flight <laughs> direct flight um so yeah we'll see it's two years away there's time time to think time to yeah. plan who knows nobody knows where they're gonna be in two years true true you can save you can save can I? I'm paying for a wedding <laughs> in 2024. So am, I. so am I. Are you? Oh yeah, my we- yeah, you're coming. Both of you yeah. are coming. Exactly. No save the dates yet, but <laughs> give me addresses to send formal invites. There we go. But if you hit our Patreon toll, you will win an invite <laughs> to Claire's wedding. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> the groomsman tier. <laughs> <laughs> Vital party tier of right. Patreon. Catch nice, the virtual flowers. Catch the virtual flowers. 500 a month. <laughs> AKA, I will ship you a couple flowers from the bouquet. <laughs> they're wilting, but they'll do. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for being a patron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to do the Scotty the Scotty thing, which he live streamed his wedding, which I got to watch that weekend as well, which that was lovely. That entire thing, I've, I've watched glimpses of. It seems like a David Lynch movie. <laughs> it kind of is like a David Lynch movie. I watched the trivia match, and it was just a pure... I was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, we, did have a, we did have a lovely back and forth on Twitter, uh, the, our groups of drunken people <laughs> in different locations, which was fun. <laughs> Oh, it was good. Good times. But yeah, celebration. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we all want to be there. We'll see what happens, because you never know. Um, it'd be lovely if we were all there um, to get wasted again. But yeah, let's dive into the celebration news. Let's go bit by bit. And we'll start with the showcase first, because obviously that was the most major 
section for news, really. Nikki, do you want to sort of talk us through what you saw? Uh, sure, I'll try to remember um, it kind of piece by piece. So, like, I think, first of all, the thing that I have to mention is um, <laughs> the, uh, the the goddamn video they started with. Um, it was it, the most incredible edit I've seen in a long time of just sort of Star Wars TM. Like, <laughs> it was... It was just the most insane. It was basically the entire sort of every sort of, uh, you know, visual, at least, um, Star Wars story, you know, shows, animation, movies, blah, 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 super cut to Nemec's manifesto monologue. <sighs> and it was like, again, this is, you know, what, 11 in the morning, um, after night zero <laughs> you know, so it's like i think i slept for like maybe two hours at best um, yeah i was like man i think i'm dying um but yeah it was like so you know there's already that delirium and then bam and they start playing this and it it builds like it builds like nemic's um words and it was like like already like i, was, I just remember like waterworks and and I was like, oh man, we're starting with this? This is going to be bad. This is going to be real bad. Um, and so that finished, and we're like, man, Star Wars is good. Star Wars is fun. Um, and and yeah, then, uh, gosh, where did it even start? I'm trying to remember. I think it was like, um, it was, uh, this is great. This is great content right here. Was it Andor? No, it literally was. Oh, yes, it was Andor, yeah. Yeah, so much happened. It was a lot. I can't remember. Yeah, it was like it was like a two-hour-long panel. Like it, it started late and they went over. That's um, fine. So like, yeah, it was Andor. Um, Gilroy and the cast came out, did their whole like, you know. So what was this? This was fun. Blah 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 blah. Um, Ali Plum did a great job throughout. Um, and then, uh, then they were like, yeah, so we're filming, but we got a little bit of something. Um, so they. They then gave us this teaser that they definitely undersold because that stuff looked pretty good. Um, it was there were a lot of like trailers throughout that ended with in production or like you know, now in production. Um, but yeah, their their little glimpse of Andor season two was was super cool. I wish I remembered more of it because a lot of it was very like sharp flashes of things, um, but not really any plot to dissect from it. Uh, just kind of cool shots of people in new scenarios. Definitely feels within the same vein of Andor, but also feels like the vibe has skewed in a different direction. Um, def- like new, like definitely different kind of situations. There's a shot of Cassian looking quite fancy, actually. Oh, uh, so he's not he's not quite as Looking grimy. at you, Dean. Yeah, <laughs> not not quite as grimy <laughs> as he is in uh, through most of season one. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's it's super cool. I can't wait. I will say there's no no shots of K2 yet. Mm. Um Or uh, yeah, K2SO not in the uh, not in the house quite yet, but you got to you got to think he's coming. Um and yeah, I think uh yeah, just the, there's a lot of Vel and Cynthia actually too. Um Yay. I saw I the think, new hairstyles. Yeah, and I think more I well in my head what happened 
was Team Andor saw Aaron Kellyman and Ruby Cruz and was like, shit, we got to do a little more here. <laughs> <laughs> so Willow's again changing the world. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it looks like, you know, we're going to get a lot more on, on their relationship. Luthen looking good as always. The, uh, the, actually, the shop looks like it either gets compromised or they pack up. I think they were like packing it up. So like something happens, shifts are happening. Oh, who could have guessed? Uh-uh. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was super cool and not much to be like um, drawn out of it. But obviously, aesthetically, um, it looks very interesting, very cool. So yeah, that was that was the first one. Um, then I think from there we went to probably like Mando and Ahsoka. I think um, it was, which um, was the second one was Acolyte. Oh, was it Acolyte? Oh my God. Acolyte was amazing. Acolyte. I can't even still process. So like, <laughs> so Leslie Headland walked out with a Wookiee Jedi. Bananas. Like, like the Wookiee Jedi ex- escorted her out. Um, and then, then he That's went back. That's what need walking me down the aisle at my wedding. Right? Sorry, continue. Right? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Move aside. <laughs> so, so then Leslie is incredible, and she was talking sort of, there's like a little back and forth with Kathy, and, and then she just dropped the tidbit that her pitch was Frozen meets Kill Bill. Oh, so good. For, for I have that no acolyte. idea what that means. And, that, and so I'm so good. excited. Right? Like, I just want to... What a great, like, sort of way to get, get like, you're just mind running. Um, and then uh, it was sort of revealed that the Jedi that walked out with her was the Jedi Master. I forget his name. I think it's like Keldaka or something. It's Kelnaka. Kelnaka. There we go. Um, and that's played by Jonas. Yay! Uh, so Jonas is once again in the uh, Lucasfilm family uh, playing big dudes. Yay! <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, super excited for him. That's going to be amazing. Um, we saw the cast come out, Amanda Stenberg in Padme cosplay. It looks amazing. It's the funniest thing ever. Amazing. Um, the cast looks amazing. And then we, we saw footage and the footage was like some of the most incredible thing. It's like, if you can imagine the aesthetic of visions coming into live action, like that's what it felt like. It felt like so sort of, um, like Japanese martial arts cinema in times. Um, some of the cinematography was incredible. There was like this epic force fight, uh, like force martial arts fight between, <laughs> I think, Amanda and Carrie Ann Moss. So like that was super dope. Um, there were shots of like younglings um, meditating and blah, blah, blah. It, again, just a lot of like snapshots of things. They're almost done with production. So like a lot of it was, um, a lot of it seemed to be in place, but you know, obviously not polished fully. Um, but I'll tell you the the way it ended was my first like giggle cry <laughs> of uh <laughs> of um the the showcase, and that's it, it. The last shot was just like a line of Jedi, and then they all ignite at the same time, oh. and it's like um, and because it's like high republicly <laughs> high republic e, there's colors. So it's like yellow, purple, blue, green, like it, it all just like across the board. It was like seven or eight of them and they all just go and then it ends. Um, so Acolyte is going to be wild. I, I got such a great feeling about it. It'll be so much fun. 
that's definitely the thing I was most intrigued by. All of the little, you know, shaky leaked cam footage, the little that I saw of it, and and all of the different stuff that was sizzled along the way <clears throat> throughout mm-hmm. the weekend. I was just like, what is this show? I want it right now. There was also uh, Nemoidians in it. That's what Shut got me. Um, when I saw that Nemoidians oh, were back, I, I... It was like full-on trade, trade Federation vibes. Oh. Yes! Like, they looked like shots from the Phantom Menace, like how... Oh my god. How Nemoidian it looked. Like, it was... Oh my god. <sighs> it was so cool. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, that was... The Acolyte was one that I was intrigued by, but I, it wasn't on, like, the top of my, like, agenda of, like, oh, okay, but I'm really excited about the Acolyte. Like, it's just one of those stories that I think it's because I've become so, like, I'm so behind on the High Republic that this, the announcement, seeing some of the footage, hearing you talk about it, Nikki, it's, it's giving me the kick up the butt to, to catch up because I'm really amped about what this show could, yeah. could be. Yeah, and I'm not sure even how connected it is to the High Republic because it's like I, it's the very tail end of it, I think, right? So, like, of course, yeah. As far as the stories of the literature go, I don't know how, um, how sort of connected it'll. Be. Actually, that's not true because at the High Republic panel, they revealed that Vernestra Rowe is in the Acolyte. Wild, is yeah. it? Oh, and she looks so, so good. Yeah. So good. I, think, I think Leslie Headland's wife is playing her, so that's yeah. kind of dope too. Um, so, so yeah, there actually is there is more connection than probably I would have thought. But uh, but yeah, it's it's super interesting because I remember when the High Republic was announced and they were like, "Here are the bad guys," and they're the Nile and all that. And I remember thinking, "Well, the Sith are out there somewhere, mm-hmm. right?" Like, what? I wonder what they're up to. Like, that would be my Star Wars comedy movie. It would just be like it'd be like Pinky and the Brain Sith Lords. And they're they're the incompetent ones, right? Like they're they're the, they're the rule of two who don't get anything done because obviously Palpatine is the G who got something done. Um, but these guys, they're at a time where they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do or one of the, the master has this like elaborate plan to like ruin a buffet or something, and then they practice is <laughs> like, oh, how are we gonna do that though? And then and then they ultimately mess it up. Like that would be my Star Wars comedy movie. No. But yeah, the, the idea of um, sort of, yeah, what are the Sith up to at this time was something that's so, yeah, like such a viscerally cool, um, sort of story point. And the fact that we're getting a whole show about it is very, very fun. I think for me as well, what is really interesting is that, um, the bits of the High Republic that I've read so far are really amazing and really incredible to set up this sort of like time period and, I think one of the things that I really loved as well, obviously, that we'll get into a little bit later on, is the the symbolism and the the eras that they're sort of clearly establishing now. Um, just make it more intriguing to me as a fan, like a bit more tapestry to sort of delve into and look at different eras and mm-hmm. historical aspects of that. But what was really cool for me is that I really love this sort of time period for the acolyte, where it's it's the High Republic at the tail end of it, like you said, but it's it's pre prequels too, like it's just edging into the prequels, like mm-hmm. the Moidian visual, like imagery, and what has me intrigued is like how far they're going to go with this. Like obviously, um, with, with the Sif character, like maybe we will see them turn into their own master. Maybe they have like an apprentice, and if that's called Plagueis, <laughs> be very interesting. 
<laughs> and, it, and Leslie Helen's the kind of person that you can absolutely trust to like pull those things off. Like yeah. every time she talks about Star Wars, it's like it's like she's someone we grew up with. Like one hundred percent. It's so it's such a like I, I don't want to say like refreshing thing because then that I don't really think that's the case. But like it's just very cool to hear someone in charge of a show who like not only gets it but like gets all of it. And it's I think that's only gonna make the acolyte the strong show that it looks like it'll be. And she also said a lot about um like going back to the films that inspired George, like all the samurai films, the mm-hmm. Kurosawa, and how that informs not just in terms of the filmmaking, but how that informs the relationships for like the uh, the princes and the masters, the siblings. I think there's like a familial aspect somewhere there as well with mm-hmm. these characters. So I'm really interested to see how they delve with that, particularly because you know it's the downfall of the Jedi. It's cooking. <laughs> we got a stew going. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was. It's incredible. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for that to come out. Um, probably next year. Is that the vibe? It's twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully early. I want it early, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, super exciting for for that. Um, was was Mando next? Mando's next. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Team Mando comes out. Johnny Favs. Um, Dave Filoni in a like medium length coat, and I was like, "Dave, look at you, looking cool." <laughs> it was like a half duster. Um, and then uh, Rick came out as well, and they were giving him the good old Mando stuff. Blah blah. blah. We all love it. Um, and then we got. I think that's when they told us we in the room would get to watch um, the spies chapter that night. So. I just want to say, I just want to say, oh, sorry, I want to interject quickly. Um, so yeah, just to clarify, these guys got to see the, the episode of The Mandalorian, what, five, four days before we did? Um, yeah, Thursday mm-hmm. night to, to Wednesday. So yeah. And two things, I just want to say, first of all, do you know how, like, easy it would have been for them to just spoil it for me? Yeah. For anyone in that room. Anyone in that room that visited there in London could have spoiled the episode for me. Nobody spoiled anything. Not Aren't you lucky? <laughs> Not one thing, Claire. And yeah, well. the only thing that I was like revealed to me was something that I personally asked, which is that you got to see um, a preview clip first, right? Like, before, yeah, you- I think yeah. that was it. Because yeah, at the panel itself, they showed us the the you know the pre-title card scene with Gideon and the the count the Shadow Council and all that. They showed us that at the panel. And I think that's that's the only thing you kind of asked about. That's what, yeah, I was like, yeah. feel free to tell me everything there, but everything else, don't tell me. They managed to keep it a secret for the entirety of it. Luckily, when I got up, every time I get up in the morning and I'm going to work, that's when I watch Mando on the bus. So I was completely fine, didn't get spoiled. For everyone else, though, ooh, the internet did not care. <laughs> immediately, immediately, I knew things. Immediately, I knew Gideon. Immediately, I knew, oh my God, Paz Vizlas, which makes me mad because that's Big Daddy to me. That's Poppy, you know? That's Big Daddy energy. And I'm R. like, come R. on. Why you got to yeah. tell me about Dad? I don't know. Like, it's, I mean, I had, that's actually the first case I've heard of someone getting spoiled. So, like, immediately. From, from what I heard, 
like people actually did a pretty good job. Like it wasn't all over the place. And like, even I like our friend Josh, like I, I know he's like plugged into too much shit. <laughs> so like, even he was like, I didn't get spoiled on anything. And I was like, that's crazy. That's wild to me. Um, so like, oh, yeah, I don't I'm know. Talking, I'm talking purely about people on the day of the release of the episode that spoiled it. Oh, like the airing date? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I had it spoiled from Celebration People. Oh, what, really? Yeah, I did. I had oh. Pazizla and I had Gideon spoiled. And part of the problem with that is when you're not at Celebration, but you want to keep up with what's going on at Celebration, you know, when I want, I'm like, I want to know when things are being announced, <laughs> what's going on. Like, I don't go on Twitter all that often anymore, but I had to to get the play by play of what's coming out in the panels, you know, the people who are live tweeting them. Thank you, Star Wars Explained, for being lovely and not spoiling things. I always follow Star Wars Explained's live, like the things that are like actual episode details, they don't spoil, but like little things from trailers and shit, I don't care. Um, but yeah, no, immediately when I have to rely on Twitter to find out what's going on at Celebration, I think that's why I got spoiled personally. Um, but people were immediately just like, oh my God, get in. And then after it came out, somebody was like, I can't believe they did that to Buzz Vizsla, RIP to a real one. I'm like, shut the fuck up. stupid. <laughs> it looks so dumb. I hate them so much. And it's like, people. for me, for me, it's like, it's a big deal. Like you can tell it's a big deal to Favreau. And like on multiple times, he's like, guys, please. It's only, it comes out in a few days. Like just, just keep it to ourselves so that other people can enjoy it later um like enjoy this don't ruin it for others blah blah blah. like and he said that multiple times and it's like there's just so many it's like what kind of person are you (laughs) to sit in a room listening to the guy who made this thing so you'd be like please don't don't spill the beans and then be like you know i'm I'm just gonna do that anyway um like it's 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 just it's peak it's peak shitty behavior and you know i think like it sucks i i hope I hope enough people, you know, got to enjoy the spies for what it was on their own time. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just not fair. It's not, it's not fair to the the fans. It's not fair to the creators. It's like, just, I don't know, grow up. What like, was funny up. though, was that evening when we went to the, uh, so what we did was every night we went to the Novotel bar, shout out to Layla. Uh, Novotel <laughs> Rangers, baby. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite moments was when Nikki was like half tipsy and was like, did you watch it? Did you watch it? Did you watch it? And I was like, no, I didn't. And he was, Sean was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, come over here. And then they just walked over like <laughs> behind this like pit. And all we could hear was like, it's funny how much, it's funny how much we actually did tease like openly because, because we, we just in random situations, be walking around going yes 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 yeah. <laughs> like nobody out of context like nobody really knows what the hell's going on um so like so yeah that was that was a a really fun part and then i remember like just yeah people who hadn't seen it i was like oh you're a last jedi fan there's something you're gonna love um mm-hmm. and so so yeah it's just stuff like that you know it's it's not it's actually not hard to just have fun independently and, you know, then let it come out on its own and yada, yada. And also um, when you do the, like the vague 
like the, when I saw you from the distance, that made me more excited to watch it. I didn't want to be spoiled. It was just the knowing how happy it made you. Maybe like okay, something's coming, man. That's I'm what, definitely waiting. I'm ready, yeah. yeah, ready to wait. And uh, also shout out to our friend Caitlin, who was very happy because obviously her boy is IG eleven. We got a lot of IG eleven action in those two episodes. Let me let me also say, um, because it reinforced something even from last celebration that we all got to do. And that is when when you get to watch an episode of The Mandalorian at Celebration, when we got to watch the first two Obi-Wan episodes last celebration. Um, and then even at the Obi-Wan panel, when we got, oh my we got God. scenes, we got scenes of stuff oh. we'd never seen, like on that like scale, right? Of screen and sound and crowd. Yeah. It makes you realize how like like this is how Star Wars is meant to be done. Like for mm-hmm. all the for all the positives and you know upsides of Disney Plus, um, like Star Wars is not meant to be watched on your own in the dark on a TV. Like it's just not. Um, and you know, every time you're experiencing it with Obi Wan last year, this Mando episode this year, it's like it's it's very it's just so right to watch Star Wars for the first time on big screens with crowds. Like it's just it it feels like it I feel like it deserves that spectacle so much. And so there's just times like that where it's like I wish I wish we had this more like yeah. readily available. I, I I always felt the same way with uh Siege of Mandalore also when Siege of Mandalore came out. Oh it was just like I deserve to be on the big screen. Right? Like I just felt like I remember like hearing the applause cues in my head. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's just like, man, that's what it's about. And it, it was so, it was such a special thing to be able to watch. Cause I don't think that's ever happened before. And it like an episode of the Mandalorian um, no. at celebration. So I mean, we saw, yeah. we got to see like the few, cl- we saw the first, yeah, just like, clips, right? Clips, yeah. Yeah. But not, not, not a full episode. And so, yeah, that, that, that made that a really special experience. And yeah, the, all the, you know, the, that episode in itself is, is such a wild ride. And it starts with the very, it starts very cool, very funny, <laughs> you know, with the Mando fleet. And then also like, um, you know, baby in the, in the IG and the Enzelin going, I'm not a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, right. uh, he does say that, right? He does, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, so it, it starts with all that. So there's like a lot of good audience sort of like, laughter applause kind of thing and then it gets it gets pretty into it and you're like oh shit um action 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 and uh yeah it was it was super cool to to be able to watch the mandalorian in that way and yeah just sort of underline the fact that like man star wars star wars is meant to be big audience big screen big big shares like that's just it's that's its best form it just really is yeah i I have to say I'm really upset because I was invited by Disney this week to go watch the, uh, episode seven, the spies and the finale in the cinema. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go because I had to travel and it was just too early and I felt so awful. But as a, as I remember just watching it on the bus and be like, God, I could be in the cinema right now. Watching right? It. <laughs> oh. yeah. should, we, should we quickly just summarize our thoughts on Mando season three? And we can do always do a deep dive <laughs> next time. Quickly. Um, yeah, sure. Who wants to go first? 
I can go first. You go, dude. Uh, Lead the way. I I know there's a lot of um, you know, different opinions about this finale and this season of Mandalorian because it's the internet, and uh, you know, of course there will be. Uh, I personally love the finale. I personally love season three. I think it might be my favorite. Um, I just, I just, personally, I really love the Mandalorian as a culture, and I really love the storyline of you know Din growing, and I see this this like series as like different arcs and maybe this first three seasons was like the first film in a sense like din's journey from where he was to where he is now um so i really loved that i really love the mandalorian sort of subplots with bo katan and building up and the the idea and the metaphors of not needing the dark saber and embracing what actually saved the mandalorians which is being together and uh, being a clan and, you know, fighting for what they believe in. So for me, the episode's really cool. If you had to, like, tell me what Star Wars film or, like, vibe I would get from this finale, I don't think I would have picked A New Hope, but I'm kind of glad that they went with it. It felt very A New Hope, you know, running through the Imperial Corridors, the um, just having R5 there, like, doing shenanigans. Bits, bits of Revenge of the Sith as well, you know, a little bit of droid humour. Um... Again, it's the small things that bump up my grade from... It doesn't matter like what grade I would give a TV show or film, whatever. If something cool happens, it's, it gets bumped to a 10. So when I saw the rocket boots from R5, that was the immediate 10 for me. <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen them, and I thought, Disney, you're cowards. <laughs> Let R2 have his boosters back. But R5 <laughs> gets them, so that's, that's fine by me. So yeah, I really loved the finale. I thought it was really cool. I'm glad we didn't get like, like any sort of teasers even that would have been cool to see Thrawn or like some sort of, you know, Sabine post credit. I'm glad mm-hmm. that it was self-contained and just fun. It's just nice to have a happy ending for once. So yeah, right. that's my that's my thoughts. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I feel all that. Would you like to go clear? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this episode or this whole season, um, partially because, you know, I live every single day of my life in my heart in the world of weird Star Wars. And I was just blessed all season with the weirdest Star Wars, mm. um, including uh, – and, and you know, as a lover of the animation and especially the Clone Wars, I got an episode with a super battle droid chase scene through an episode two, like, you know, like got to chase the bad guy down. I got a freaking – like dramatic and emotionally stirring monologue from a bartender droid. Like I, we had Anzellans dropping f bombs. <laughs> like I was so blessed. <laughs> I was so freaking blessed this season on Weird Star Wars. And I know a lot of people were down on it. And I don't. You know what? I'm sorry it wasn't your cup of tea. But even the episodes that you know I liked less than others, which. To be fair, I liked all of them. I, I didn't sit here through a dud of an episode this time. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun through this season. And it's so cool getting to see, you know, Mandalore come back together again. You know, Clone Wars fan, I have such a soft spot for Mandalore. And clearly, obviously, so does John Favreau. So does Dave. And it's really cool to see see the story come together. Um, also, as far as the finale goes... While I I guess I can almost rationalize why people are disappointed because the problem is 
this show gave us what is arguably one of the craziest finale moments in like all of Star Wars. It's like one of those that's up there with the return of Luke like Skywalker and with all of the years of buildup and the CGI and having that happen for every single fan watching that we like shit ourselves. Like it was one of the wildest things. I did not expect this finale to have that kind of wild cameo and a wild cameo does not a perfect episode make a great episode is a great episode. Um, While I probably, while that cameo did up the season two finale a little bit more for me, it's made it a little bit, you know, because that viewing experience was more special and I will hold that more special because of that. Um, However, I really loved this finale. It was action packed from start to finish. It had, you know, it had some really incredible moments. We've been joking for forever about uh, like Papa Din, about Daddy Din. And, mm-hmm. and I've been joking about this so long. I forgot that he's not actually adopted him yet. Like, so, buddies. Right? <laughs> so when that finally happened, I was like, wait, that's not a thing. Oh, wait, that's not a thing yet. Oh, that's so Din Grogu. What? So you know what? It was just, it, you're right, Charlie. It's nice to have a happy ending in Star Wars. And it's also nice because it's it leaves the next chapter so open-ended that I don't know where we're going. Other than they've mm-hmm. got their cute little farm on Navarro, their cute little homestead. They got their buddy IG-11 and Grief Cargo right next door. Yep, yep. <laughs> and they got the, uh, I have to say, you know, shout out to the uh, quacky and monkey lizards who, poured, who are the real ones this, the MVPs <laughs> this season. Thank <laughs> you for <laughs> Can y'all be nice to them now? Can everybody just so be funny. nice to the damn monkey lizards who are trying to sit in their trees and eat fruit and have a lovely, wonderful, calm, enjoyable life with their friends? They protect their own, clearly. Salacious pup, like, plucked out C-3PO's eye for Jabba because he was loyal. And you know what? You shoot at the monkey lizards, he, they're going to have their locals. They're going to point them out to you. So, you know what? Respect the monkey lizards. They'll respect you back. It's that simple, people. There you go. They're not creepy or evil. Everybody shut up. <laughs> also, shout out to the, the circle the circle wipe fade. Which <laughs> I know people I knew in that moment people were like, This is so stupid. And I was like, it's I George. Love this. I'm so George. It's so good. <laughs> it's George. Rick, you're a genius. I think uh, there's a lot of this season that you can be like, This is so George. Mm-hmm. Which I think is so cool. Um but yeah, I think just for me to continue the theme, I think uh you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to enjoy Star Wars, and I think you know, with you know, life is the world, life. It's all very annoying and complicated and, and dumb and bad. And I think there's something very, very pleasant about through Star Wars prioritizing joy. Yes, and I feel like that's what this season was for me for like 100. percent Like it was just like every episode just had something that like it w- was mind-droppingly amazingly fun um i mean my god keller and beck like <sighs> like i remember when oh jedi temple god. challenge was coming out and i was writing fanfic and texts about what if keller and beck was the one who saved grogu and he's like gave him to the the like gunji younglings and all <laughs> and then all of a sudden like we are at this point where ahmed best is dual wielding lightsabers ah! finding out the first and i was like oh my god but it's happening that aside, yeah 
that aside, um, this season I think was, yeah, it was, I thought it was really good. Like, um, the return itself, I think I've rewatched probably more times than any Mandalorian episode, like within this window of time. Um, it, it was just, it was so, it's just like epic in every way. And I think it was one of those things where I feel like the season has been sort of like targeted a little bit in, in terms of, um, people like not, what's, what's the nicest way that I don't want to be nice about <laughs> to say this. So like, uh. like Star Wars, Star Wars is constantly exposing people who probably like read screenwriting for dummies and think they have like an adequate understanding of A and B plot <laughs> and like all that. And like, cause they'll, they'll say things like, well, it's not like, it's not talking about the title character. It's not, why is it not like focused on them? And it's like, that's, that's not what it's about. Like it is, but the Mandalorian means a lot more than the Mandalorian. And like, you know, you, you wind it back to season one, the moment, the moment they revealed Moff Gideon had the dark saber, you you had to know it was coming here. Like I didn't um like the I think one of the trades like revealed it was Katie Sat like Katie Sackoff was coming back. I'm yeah. like I knew the moment she was coming back when that sword popped up. Mm-hmm. Like you can't like we know this story. Like you can't drop that and not be like and not address oh, this is about Mandalore. This is about them. This is about their probably the eventual reclamation of it. Like that's what it's about. This is the story. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, there was a lot of just sort of like really narrow minded kind of like, well, why is it not about this? Um, and I think that's, that's actually one of the strengths of the season because it, it told the story that it needed to tell, not the one it, that I think a lot of people expected it to tell. And that always goes well in Star Wars fandom. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, it's just, you know, it, it, it was itself. And I think, you know, to that point um, of like the sort of different finale feels, it reminded me a lot of the Rebel season two finale versus the Rebel season three finale. And yeah. that season two had the Ahsoka Vader fight. It was carrying all this emotional baggage of, you know, almost a decade of storytelling outside of the you know, the ghost crew, whereas uh, zero hour was very much just a rebels finale. Like it was, it was for that story for those characters. Um, and this sort of felt to me similarly in like, you know, the rescue is Luke and it's like, Oh my God, it's Luke. Like it's <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then, and then this one was, Oh, this is, this is very their story. Like this is, this is what it's about for them. Um, and not that, not that that wasn't, but like, this is, this is just super focused on what they need to do in this moment. And so I thought that was super cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I loved every episode. I think the pirate might be like one of my new favorite episodes. If not, it's like top three. Cause it's just like, it had everything I could have ever asked for. It's like, you know, X-wing pilots and, urban combat and you know like all these gory and shard just gory and shard it was it was swamp, so, mu- swamp monster pirate and like what? this is the thing this is gonna sound worse than than i intended to because <laughs> i i love andor i love it so much but like the apostate 
in, as one episode and then this season as a whole, like could not have been a more like just sort of on the nose antidote to like the seriousness of Andor. <laughs> like, like it just like Andor was so, Oh my God. Like, you know, one way out you're just like, ah, um, and then, then just Mandalorian came back and was like, Oh yeah, you missed silly. Didn't you? Here's a, here's a big, alligator monster to interrupt this thing and and like here's it yeah here's the swamp creature pirate and and the anzellans like an anzellan workshop in in the first episode and so like yeah it it was it was just like (laughs) yeah it was just this amazing way to be like you know because again love andor to death um a lot of people were really obnoxious about it when it came out because they they have their sort of prestige tv feelings about what star wars has to be and and Mandalorian came back and was like, yeah, it can, it's going to be this too. Don't worry. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was, it was such an exciting season. And I think two things that I think really, um, some like sum this thing up of how I feel about it is both as a story, I think a lot about how in the pirate, um, Din tells the, the rest of the covert, it's like, we need to go to Navarro because we can go somewhere where we're welcome. And, you know, it's not, it's not our home planet or I think grief is like, it's not your home planet, but it, it can be a home. And, um, and in Din's like sort of speech to them, he's like, you know, let's go there. We can flourish and our children can know what it's like to play in the sunlight. And then the season ends with Din watching his child play in the sunlight. And I'm just like, that's it. Like that's, that's, that's it right there. How do you not like this? <laughs> you know, it's like, this is, this is it. Like that's, and so there's that. And then also um, shout out to the, the great folks at a uh, four center for pointing this one out to me. Cause this, this blew my mind. This is the funniest thing. So um, we have that episode called the spies, right? Yeah. And um, oh boy. so, so there was a lot of talk about what, who were the spies and, in actual, like, well, I guess nobody, came, like, John Favreau didn't come out and say this, but um, there is something in the Bible, the Holy Bible, um, that uh, I forget which book it's in, but... Um, the Book of Boba. The Book of Boba, yes. <laughs> I was about to say fake fan. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but basically, there's the part of the story when the, the Israelites have sort of left Egypt and they're looking for a home. And Moses sends out uh, twelve chieftains to go like scout out the the land of uh, Canaan, I think, um, for like forty days to establish if it is a suitable home for the Israelites. And what are those people called? They're called the twelve spies. Oh, and, okay. and it's like it's just it's like so. John Favreau's dropping like biblical reference forty chess on us, and meanwhile the fan base is like, so who betrayed who? <laughs> I'm just like. That that's kind of like the perfect summation. It's like the the crazy like jumping to assumptions and speculation based off like one thing. Meanwhile, like yeah, there's double meaning because we see Katie O'Brien's character at the, the the front of it and sort of the idea that you know there's friendly Imperials kind of everywhere, as the the Shadow Council says. But like really, like the spies is a pretty like when you see it like open reference to the the group looking to scout out Mandalore. 
Um, so yeah, I, I just think that's like kind of a funny, a funny way of like sort of the intended meaning probably flying over a lot of heads and, and then turning into, well, the armor didn't betray them. So the spies makes no sense. Um, that, that fandom does with itself. So, so yeah. yeah. It yeah. reminds me. It reminds me a lot of season two with the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, well, actually, she's not a Jedi anymore. It's like, yeah, but it's a title of a TV show, and you know, it's it's Din's perspective, and right. you know, he's looking for one of those. Exactly. You know. Chill out. It's not. It's not a. It's not like a Wikipedia entry. It's not gonna. You're not gonna get like tested on it in an exam. They're not gonna. Yeah. You know, catch you out in a trivia contest and go. Well, actually, technically, she's no longer a Jedi at this point. She. Um, so you have failed that test, and you must go to uh, the minds of Mandalore to redeem yourself. It's not <laughs> like that. It's you know, don't panic too much about it. It's not. Favreau isn't trying to trick you. <laughs> I assure you. Um, Him more yeah. than anyone. Like no. he's pretty straight up <laughs> with his Star Wars <laughs> writing. You know, like. It's not, it's not tremendously flowery, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's not, I don't think he's one to, like, mess people around. Um, and I just want to say as well, you're saying about Andor, and obviously we, we love Andor. But I think part of what makes that show really great as well is that it's the exception. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if, if all of Star Wars was like that, I don't know if it'd be as powerful as it is, um, personally. Like, I feel like you need the bit of both to balance each other out because you know Andor is a great political show that makes points but then so is the prequel trilogy and yeah. they make great valid points about politics and stuff that's lived with, with me and informed my own p- opinions about politics and life and you know so I just think yeah I hate seeing it used as a stick to be Star Wars with yeah I mean that's the thing like you know there are people who are like Oh, this was the this this show was the first time I ever understood the stakes of Star Wars. Like, really? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, really? <laughs> you weren't paying attention. I'm sorry, you just weren't. Um, but yeah, no, I think just uh, yeah. Again, in terms of Mandalorian and how it ends too, um, I think it really is like sort of the great way to sort of like to like reestablish the new baseline because um, we're gonna flip back to showcase soon and see that a lot of stuff's coming, right? Um, and I think it was smart for this show to, to be able to say, okay, we finished the Mandalore Gideon story arc. And now this is our new sort of base. Like Din's back to doing those sort of case by case things that he started doing. He's got a home. He's got a stable place to be. Mandalore's there. And obviously we know season four is coming. So there's still more to unpack about you know, probably Mandalorian society, what they're trying to build, what Din and Grogu will go through. Um, but like, it sort of just allows now for them to have a new sort of like point zero. And yeah, like, cause again, we're going to go, we're going to refer back to what's coming in with showcase with Ahsoka skeleton crew. Like these are all happening in this time frame now. And then um, by, by sort of clearing the table, of the Gideon issue of we don't have a home issue. I think it allows now sort of them, these characters to now interact with the universe again from a, from a new point of stability. I like that a lot. And I'm interested to see what you, you know, 
your take on some of the other announcements that were made in this showcase, including mm-hmm. um, was it this showcase where we got the timeline expansion and the did, movie yeah. announcements? Yeah. So speaking of all of the these different things, all these different shows running within the same timeline and the announcement of a Dave movie to in this timeline as well. What was your imp- like I've seen things on Twitter and I've seen people how they've interpreted the way they described that movie as being in the room and listening it like two things with your own ear holes. What how would you say they described that movie that that Dave is doing within that time period? Um two things. It was first of all it was not a surprise because it is technically what they announced in that big Disney investors day yeah. um, thing like three years ago. Right. So like we kind of knew that what it was, I think it was Ahsoka. I think at the time Rangers of the new Republic um, Mandalorian, we kind of knew these were all going to funnel into what they called sort of like a cinematic event. So first of all, it wasn't really sort of a surprise, but yeah, based on, in terms of how they talked about it and then with the Ahsoka trailer, <laughs> like it yeah. sounds like it sounds like the Thrawn trilogy, like being or the Thrawn heir to the Empire sort of storyline, Thrawn versus the New Republic. It sounds like that. Oh. Um oh, because it, like it's all it all feels building towards that. I think Dave even said in Dave terms, because he he know he'll never give you a straight answer, but he's <laughs> like, you know, we're pulling from a lot of literature. And from what we have made in the meantime, and we're crafting something. I think during the Ahsoka panel, he was like, we are talking to Timothy Zahn a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, yeah, I, I don't know if that's why you're like sort of trying to get me to, to talk about specifically, but like, that's kind of where it feels like that's the event. Have okay. you, sorry, cool. Claire, have you seen the picture of Timothy Zahn recently? The picture of him, like at, yeah, as so Thrawn, he went. No, he went to um, a convention post celebration, and they were talking about Thrawn being back. And there's a picture of him looking very happy. So, uh, I, I you've got to send that to me because you know that's my baby blue. It's the picture. Of, it's really great because there's a telly behind him. If you haven't seen this, it's on. I found it on Twitter. There's a TV behind him, and it's got the shot of him in the Ahsoka trailer, mm-hmm. and it's just him like beaming. Uh, it, it's pretty great. <laughs> I love that he's as excited as we are because he did such an excellent job voicing Thrawn. That, and he's such a good actor. It just it made sense, you know. Come on. Oh, did you just send yeah. it to me? He's oh oh my god! You're talking about Timothy Zahn, but I he's am. so cute. TZ TZ, <laughs> he's precious. He looks so happy. Ugh, that guy. He's a lovely man too. I remember meeting him very very drunk at Star Wars Celebration 2017 at that Carrie Fisher Memorial Ooh. Gala. I also do. <laughs> lovely man. <laughs> he signed all my books. <laughs> he did i got um, the special thrawn from 2017 the release of the novel oh the new one yeah i got mm. the, the original well not the 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 one that came out that started the new thrawn trilogy the one just called thrawn right yes thank you very yeah. much yes there we go. that one 
Good times. Yeah. And the pin. There you go. Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's sort of the vibe on where we're headed. Um, which is, I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting as anything. Like, obviously I'm, I'm just curious how it like sort of works out because it's similarly to, or different to any sort of Star Wars movie before there's sort of a lot of like stuff feeding into it right? outside of, um, just the previous movie. So I'm just curious, I'm, I'm curious how they, um, sort of like market it in a way to put it in theaters and also be like, well, we hope you watched <laughs> Ahsoka and the Mandalorian, right. you know, like it's, it's very different to here's episode, you know, eight and you didn't have to read any of the novels kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's gonna be super interesting, but um, yeah, we can, we can cover the movies uh, <laughs> in more, in more detail. Um, Cause yeah, like after Mando, they, uh, they did a, uh, skeleton crew i think yeah um and yeah there's not not a whole lot to say uh except that jude law came out jude law is to say a wonderful ambassador <laughs> for any any nerd role <laughs> he's had a few and he's great at all of them um and then uh the kids came out the kiddos three, three out of four kids came out um one of them was sick apparently so uh they they had great like child actor energy like that stage could have been made out of trampolines for the way they <laughs> for the way they came out um so they were they were really fun they were they, you know they, they're gonna hopefully have a great time um and what else happened we got a trailer a bit for um skeleton crew and they'd spent a lot of time like talking about how it's like amblin vibes you know Love like it. it's that that feeling um, and when you see the footage, it's like, oh, wow, they, they got it. <laughs> they got it on camera. Um, it's like, there's like an actual neighborhood, like houses on the ground neighborhood oh in my Star God. Wars. <laughs> you know, like, like it, it, it just had that incredible, like, you know, eighties kid feeling. Um, one of my favorite bits of information about Skeleton Crew dropped randomly in the conversation because I completely missed it. I, I didn't see it on Twitter. And Nikki was just like, oh, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you tell them who the mum is? Carrie <laughs> <laughs> Condon is in it. Wait, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there was a first shot of her, and I was like, is that Carrie Condon? And then the second shot, shot happened, and I was like, oh, my God, that's actually Carrie Condon. <laughs> There's a shot where the Inquisitors show up, and she goes, oh, you're all feckin' barring. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just run away with a fella. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, and yeah, it, it's just, it, I guess like, that's kind of what the vibe of the story is. There are these kind of kids who, or it, I could be misinterpreting, but it, what it seemed was these kids kind of like bored, run away. Um, and so like the sort of kids, the parent storyline is like, I think there's like a message. It's like, we just want to know you're safe. We want to, want to know they like come back. Um, so like these kids sort of, you know, leave and then. I think Vane, Vane the pirate from Mando, was in it. Um, so a little bit of a, uh, you know, cross cross pollination, and um, and then yeah, the end is like there's like bars separating them and Jude Law, and Jude Law uses the Force, and they're like, "You're a Jedi." Um, to which we well, guess we'll see what he actually is. Um, so yeah, it was super cool. Just again. 
it's a, it's an exciting thing to just have again a new flavor uh brought to Star Wars. For sure. And then should we delve Ooh, into okay. the Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Yeah, I think Ahsoka is um it was He's... always weird because it was like we don't know because it has its own dedicated panel, so it's like how much are they gonna actually give us? In the end, not too much different happened in the big Ahsoka panel itself. So um we got the trailer which was insane <laughs> we, i guess like <laughs> natasha uh Lou Bordizo came out and mary elizabeth winsett officially announced oh, Sarah. um Ooh, i love them yeah i remember i remember seeing the three of them or rosario and uh natasha last year and, and then knowing <laughs> mary elizabeth winsett was coming I'm like oh this press tour is gonna be dangerous <laughs> that picture that Wes Ellis did of all three of them. Yeah, my God, LA, I'm uh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna have to lie down a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, the hair announcement was just incredible, and seeing her in in full costume and everything um, was super cool. And then yeah, the trailer for Ahsoka. I mean, it's it's incredible because it, it was like, oh, I guess we. Uh, Actually, just a sort of a quick note. I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but we got directors for all of uh, Skeleton Crew, and yeah. which which includes the Daniels, who Ooh. I wish came out on stage with their Oscars, um, right. but didn't. Um, so yeah, it's like the Daniels. Uh, I think Bryce is in it. Let me have a quick check for you. While you I think Rick, it, Rick, it, like there's a, they're all like they're a bunch of returning members of the sort of. Mando crew and Book of Boba crew. Um, I know one of the, I think the, the director of the tribes of Tatooine from Book of Boba is on Ahsoka. Is that Steph? Yeah, so it's, Steph Green? So it's Daniels, like John Watts, David Lowry. Oh, David uh, Lowry. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Jake Scheibra. Uh, Bryce I don't, I don't know if anyone watched the green Knight. But I remember being like, man, if this guy ever did Star Wars, it would be the <laughs> wildest thing ever. I still need to watch it. It's on my, it's on my I haven't me. either. Uh, and Lee Isaac uh, Chung. There we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. Very cool director uh, slates. Um, but then, yeah, Ahsoka, we got, um, you know, we got the trailer. Uh, that got released publicly, so I don't need to talk about it too much. Um, but yeah, I mean... Uh, it's, there's something really weird going on because uh, I'm a thinking human. Sabine's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's something about seeing that like first good shot of her where she's sort of like got her arms crossed with the jacket and the long hair, long hair coming out of nowhere. Um, and there are times now where I still look at it. I'm like, I can't like, is this happening? Like, to a degree that I didn't get with Ahsoka. I feel like Ahsoka, I always just sort of assumed would somehow, like, get to live action. You know, and, and like, you know, she's so embedded in the Skywalker story that I'm like, yeah, it'll happen. Like, surely it'll happen at some point. But I think seeing a Rebels character um, like that, uh, like, just there in front of you, I was like, oh my god. It's, like, it still hasn't hit uh, fully. So that's super I mean, for, exciting for me personally. Like, like we said, Rebels is a show that means a lot to all of us. Um, oh yeah, it's one of the ones that I feel like we mainly talked about first. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
but I, before celebration, I'd been rewatching Rebels, and just it just really hit me how emotional I am tied emotionally tied to these characters and how much I love the story. And I tell you not like seeing Sabine's amazing and like really cool and Hera and Chopper and obviously we saw Zeb in live action and Mando. But seeing LaFol in live action made me cry. Yeah. That looks amazing. It's incredible. It's beautiful. Right. And yeah, it's just, it's, I think that's like, that's sort of my like big takeaway. Like, obviously there's a lot to dig into in the trailer itself uh, with both the, um, I forget their names. It's like Balin and Shin or something. Um, And they're very intriguing because we don't know what the hell they are. And they've got these kind of like intentionally orangey lightsabers. And um, there's that shot that, you know, it's like Balin versus Ahsoka with all the like sort of swirling force glyphs and stuff. Like there's a lot to dig into that. Then there's obviously the back of Thrawn's head and Ahsoka mm-hmm. saying he's trying, you know, they're trying to make him the heir to the Empire. And I was like, ah! <laughs> they said the thing. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's so much to dig into in that. And and then in the, uh, the Ahsoka panel with the unreleased trailer, you know, there's footage of Sabine with Ezra's green lightsaber. Now, um, Sabine, Claire, have you seen these? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you, you, get, you get Thrawn's mm-hmm. face. I did. I his saw face his face. Properly. Yep. And then you get a Pergil at the very end. You know, giant Purgle flying through a cloud, which is actually kind of scary. Um, <sighs> so it's like, yeah, there's, it's just like, there's so much to digest with this show. I can't believe it's <laughs> already coming out. Like, I think August, they August. gave us the August release date. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really exciting. And, and I think tying that into the movie stuff, um, Oh, before you just jump in there, uh, just the, you know, the, the directors for that were announced oh, yeah, as well, yeah. right? Yeah, they were, they were, yeah. Yeah, so Dave, Dave Filoni, of course. Uh, Steph Green, who did Book of Boba Fett. Peter Ramsey, who's back, mm-hmm. which I'm really happy about, because that episode was incredible. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Getzinger, who's on the Daredevil, and Jessica Jones. Uh, Gita Patel, who did House of the Dragon. And Rick from The Mandalorian. Rick. And Kevin Kiner doing music. Yep, kind of. Yes. Cinema, Kevin kind of music. Beautiful. Amazing. Truly. Yeah, I think like, and yeah, with even, yeah, Kiner too, it's like, when you, um, when you really like break it down and think about it, especially like from the Dave angle who, you know, I don't need to sit here and defend him. He's capable of, <laughs> capable of living <laughs> with, with the critique that he receives from wherever it may come. But like connecting this show and the movie, because uh, obviously we, that was the first time we had heard, you know, cinematic live action film directed by Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, it, that was a real moment, you know, for me and I'm sure many others when, you know, it's like, we've been invested in this guy's storytelling for 15 years and it's like, he's there now. Like he made it. Yeah. Like, you know, it was always this thing in the distance where we're like, oh, surely he'll, surely he'll do a movie, you know, someday. Maybe it'll be episode seven, you know, like that <laughs> kind of thing. And now it's there. It's, it's there to be, it's there to be talked about officially. And it, it was a very like sweet moment. Um, it felt very good. And, and that's like, that's peak. I've never felt more disconnected from Twitter in my life. Yeah. Because, because I remember people being like, oh, well, people already like 
mad on Twitter that it, Dave's doing a movie. And I'm like, I could not care less. Like that, man, <laughs> that man with the hat. Like, yeah. Okay. okay. Chillax, dude. Yeah. And it, it, no, it, it was just a very, it felt like a very human, human moment. Like, you know, when you, it, it's like watching the Olympics, you know, when you're like, or any sport where you're just watching someone and you are just willing success, right? Like, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. And somehow that has now translated to celebration where you're like, I see you up there. And I, it's like, all I want is for you to succeed here. Um, and so, yeah, like that was very, that was a very sort of special part of the announcement and even, and not even the most special part of that announcement. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was so cool knowing that, um, that Dave has the, uh, sort of the reins to sort of carry this little pocket of Star Wars they've been working on into film. Exactly. Right. What we will do now, we're going to go through these movie announcements really quickly and then we've got a few questions to answer. But first of all, I just want to say, Nikki's trying to frame some of this news as a massive surprise. <laughs> um, he's, I feel like he's both pushing down his amazing detective skills slash stalker behavior. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah. Nailed the this night, one, honestly. The night, the night before day zero, as we call it, um, I first met up with our, our gang, our group. Um, I first met up with Nikki again for the first time on a boat in the Thames. Um, <laughs> as, as, you do. Do. as you do. As you do in London, right? Uh, there's this bar, and it's this boat, and it was completely empty. And I was like, what the f- What's going on? And the guy was like, no, right, mate, it's just downstairs. So I was like, okay, go downstairs. And the most like tightest, like weirdest like ship ever. And there's this small room, and Nikki, I think you said this, it's like the perfect description. It, it was like being at a house party. Because there's a group yeah. of chairs in the circle. And there was a bunch of amazing content creators there. Uh, the Damons were there. Um, you know, Matt from Blue Banford Milk was there. Beautiful, he was Matt. There. Beautiful. Beautiful, Matt. We love you. Um, yeah, I think Auden Diaz was serving, um, which is really cool. And <laughs> Goose from Triad a, of the Forest. Goose from Triad was there, of course. The first yes. time I got to meet him in person, which was amazing. Um, drinks were flowing. I think pizza was being eaten. And Nikki comes up to me and goes, Sir, Daisy Ridley stylist. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He yeah. said on Instagram, who's looking forward to celebration tomorrow? What do you think that means, sir? And I was like, okay, that's pretty... You, you got a point there. That's do you a, follow a... Daisy stylist there? Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's a number, number one source for so much great Daisy content. Um... <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was it was super funny because not only did he say who's excited for celebration, he posted a photo of himself with a Sith trooper. So red was the theme, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, so like the Daisy Watch started probably even before that because people were like, you know, things have been cooking, right? Like they, yeah. she had mentioned, oh yeah, we I had lunch with Kathleen Kennedy the other day. It's like, oh yeah, lunch, okay, um, and then. You know, even at Sundance a few months ago, people were asking about her. And she's like, I'm open to a phone call, you know, and, you know, all that stuff. Wink. Um, so, like, there was a lot of, you know, stuff, you know, just feelings cooking. And then somebody, or then that happened with the the Instagram of the, the stylist. And it's just like, it's like Daisy Watch, like, fired into, like, new levels after that. <laughs> and so, 
<laughs> and so there was like, yeah, just this kind of like, she's, she's here. Like she's gotta be. Um, so, so yeah, when, when the announcement, when the sort of, yeah, they brought out Mangled, which is incredible again, because not only is that a cool for Star Wars thing, it's also the ultimate vote of confidence in Dial of Destiny. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, oh, they had, such a good relationship that they immediately asked him to, or, you know, work with him on Star Wars. So double, um, double whammy there. Um, then Dave, of course, the Dave announcement, which is already, um, uh, you know, kind of a very special thing. And then, uh, what's her, it's Charmaine, um, oh, thing. I forget her name, unfortunately. Let uh, me have a quick, probably can pull that up. Right. So she comes out, she's, an incredible Abe Chinoy. There you go. She's an incredible um, uh, artist in her own right, with like Academy Awards and like Time Most Influential kind of people um, stuff, and you know, just it's incredible body of work. And she worked on Miss Marvel. Yeah, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so like she's you know she's got her like amazing credentials there in place too, and. So yeah, they start with Mangold, and Mangold's like, "I want to make the Ten Commandments like of Star Wars." And we're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> because it started off with that timeline, and then they, you know, like animated expand it, right? Oh, um, so cool! And they included yeah. the Old Republic as well. So you're like, "Okay, yeah. bam!" What, I see, I see you. What <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> right, and so. Um, yeah, they did that, and then you see all the Dawn of the Jedi, and you're like, oh my god, and it's like, we're gonna go back 25,000 years, blah, 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 and then, um, uh, then Dave stuff with the, uh, you know, Mando stuff as we, as we talked, and then, um, and then we get to the last movie, and it's on the, on the screen, the new Jedi Order, and, like, obviously that automatically kicks off a lot of, a lot of sort of, um, conditioned responses in our brains right <laughs> and so so yeah i mean it was just like incredible and the, and even the way they built it's like when they showed that i was like oh my god she's here she's here she's here they can't do this and it not be her like it's her blah blah, blah. um and they knew that they knew we all knew that and uh they were really like sort of teasing it and and charmaine talked about all these like really cool ideas about sort of like you know, being curious about dealing, you know, with, you know, issues of oppression and blah, blah, blah. And, and then when you think about like that applying to, you know, a Jedi Academy and like, you know, even from a story sense, it's like, so this idea of the Jedi coming back and like what pushes against them, like what wants to keep them down, you know, like all these different things. Um, and then, then she comes down to like, Oh yeah, and who wants to meet the uh the Jedi Master in charge of the um you know, in charge of this and you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um as we do at celebration. And then <laughs> uh and then it, yeah, it was just like they were teasing it, they were like, Oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> you know, it was just like it was just like it got to silly levels of, of hype and then she's like, Well, come on out. And then the most glorious segment of Ray's theme just slaps us all in the face and da- Daisy Ridley herself walks out and it's just, it, it was just like, it was just this incredible moment of like, you know, one of those feelings was like, it's going to be okay. You know, <laughs> like everything's going to be fine. 
Um, and like, I don't, it's not, it's not a case of like validating sequel fans. I don't think that's like any, I don't think, I feel like people don't need to feel like they need to be validated. Like it, that's not, that's not the language I would use, but like, there was just this feeling of like, if you thought this wasn't in our minds, don't worry. You know, like it, it is. And so, um, yeah, no, it was just incredible. And like, and what it means for the rest of the sequel characters, I don't know. But even if it means nothing, just the fact of getting Ray back 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, Ray in a totally new place in her life, a full on Jedi master. Um, that alone is, is so exciting. And I'm so happy for, for Daisy Ridley because there's so much, so much made about those cast members and how they sort of like respond because the whole song and dance happens as it does with every star Wars actor. It's like, Oh, you just finished like five years of really grueling, like press and filming. It was like, when are you going to do it again? <laughs> and, they're, and, they're like, and they're like, I don't know. I'm tired. Like I have a nap. And then, and then that like ultimately feeds, Oh, well they hated it. You know, it was a stupid experience for them. They regret it. And like, that's hardly ever the case. I mean, Harrison Ford is like, uh, like the number one <laughs> sort of like example of like, just chill out. Um, and yeah, so I'm just super excited for her at how happy she seemed to be um, at being there at being back. And yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be really quite amazing. And by all accounts, this is the movie furthest along. So this is the one we would get first. Yeah. It seems to be the one that um, was being worked on by Lindelof. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's, and which is now getting, I think another round by, is it Stephen Knight? Yeah. Of of Peaky Blinders fame. I love if if Ray has like a little, little cap. (laughs) Flat cap. Yeah. (laughs) With a little razor in the brim. Um, Lightsaber razor. Yeah. Hyperblade. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's super exciting. I mean, like, I can't, I couldn't, it's like, obviously it's one of those things where it's like, you knew it intellectually, but seeing it was still like, is this happening? <laughs> is, this, is, this, is this thing I'm looking at happening? Um, so yeah, super cool. Um, they kept, they kept her under wraps, like for the whole, like pretty much at every level. Like even, even Ali Plum, who was doing the panel, didn't know she was coming out. So, yeah. so cool. I love that happens. Ali Plum is like one of the best people out there, especially one of the best in the journalism business. Top top guy. Shout out. Yeah. To he did a great job. Um kept it kept it flowing, kept it fun. Um so yeah, I mean that was that was most of showcase really. That's kind of the note it ended on. They did a cool thing with uh sort of celebrating Pinewood um and the fact that uh Neil Scanlon could actually bring his cool stuff <laughs> like to celebration <laughs> in force. Um, so like, yeah, during that, if you see the videos and photos of those film announcements, you'll see in the background, all the like, um, various alien characters and stuff that, that the creature workshop has done. So, so yeah, it was a, it was a great, it was a great thing. Like we, we spent basically the whole episode <laughs> talking about the showcase. Like that shows that's how, like it. Yeah, that's so much yeah, <laughs> that, like that shows how stacked it was. Like I was, I was ready to go have a nap. Like after that panel like it was it was a whole lot and 
yeah, no, it's super cool. I think the other thing I take from the showcase is like, because you inevitably get the, when, when they announce the movies, people are like, oh, well, they can't even, they can't even make a movie because they announced like all these other ones and they're all in the trash. And it's like, okay. I, I see what you're talking about, <laughs> but like, I understand the the base points of that. Um, but I, I will say like, when you compare it to last year's showcase, even when you compare it to for sure that um, investors day thing from, from December, 2020, like I I've never felt as confident, like the confidence in that showcase was very like very palpable and it very it really felt like this is the plan like the show the the investor day was like we're throwing a lot at the wall (laughs) you know and (laughs) and stuff's gonna be probably moved to the side you know not not work out blah blah blah. but this felt very like as obviously in this in the industry you can't say anything's ironclad until it's you know on a screen but like it felt like this, like this was very much, this is our path forward. This is what we're doing. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I left with a lot of confidence, honestly. Um, and even those three movies, it's like, when you really think about it, it's like, yeah, they just worked with Mangold. I'd be very surprised if anything fell apart with that. Um, and then, uh, the Dave one is like, so much has already cooked towards this, that, it would just be like weird to not do it. And then it's like, then they brought Daisy out. That's going to happen. Like you just don't, you don't commit to that level kind of thing. So yeah, I just, I feel like this, this was a very sort of confident display from, from the old, from the old Lucasfilm factory as to what's going to happen. And, and actually that's something that's not true. Uh, it panel didn't end with that. The panel ended with, Oh, by the way, you guys remember that Indiana Jones movie that we're coming out with in a few months? Oh, God. Um, here's a new trailer. <laughs> so oh, we got the trailer, which then was released publicly. Um, which was amazing. Yeah. And then they were like, did you enjoy that? How about you watch six minutes of the movie? Oh. And we, we watched a six-minute chase sequence. Um, and uh, let me tell you guys, it's, uh, it's going to be good, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think James Mangold might uh, know a thing or two about filmmaking. So, um, yeah, super, super exciting. The showcases was incredible. Um, it, yeah, again, so incredible. It took up most of this episode. Exactly. Right. Uh, we've got a few questions, not too many uh, to crack through. Thank you for all who sent them in. Um, we'll do a quick one first. Uh, this is from Joey at Froey Joey on Twitter, who says, are you going to play Jedi Survivor? Yes, um, probably. I, um, I will probably do a Twitch stream playthrough of it, um, provided that fingers crossed, and considering um, things that are have come to my attention from my fiance, who doesn't know how to keep a secret, including our engagement, to save his life. Um, <laughs> I, I, there may be a PS5 coming in my future mm, um, next month probably somewhere around my birthday which is in about three weeks so there may or may not be a console to actually play it on so tentative yes tentative can we, uh, yes 
can we hit even up for us as well? <laughs> Get the, you can become the Imperial Center podcast sugar daddy. <laughs> uh, please. <laughs> yeah, I was not actually planning on getting it, at least on release. Um, so I was probably just going <laughs> to watch Claire's stream. <laughs> Love it. Please um, do. Yeah, join in. So, Actually, yeah, if you want to hop on and hang out, I'm doing it with guests. So there we go. Have you ever free? Come on and hang out. There we go. So yeah, we got a we got a, a rundown going on there. But yeah, I think again, like I don't I don't enjoy talking about the things that I don't super connect with. But like the video, those video games are not entirely my wheelhouse. So I wasn't planning on getting it. Um, at least on release, like maybe, maybe when it's sort of like put on Game Pass or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- I mean, I'm excited to see what happens, but I probably will not be playing it anytime soon. Absolutely fair. Uh, I don't know if I'll be playing it soon. I'd love to play it soon, but as you know, it's PS5 only, and I do not have a PS5 because I am poor. So we'll see about that. Hopefully, maybe if I'm if I'm pushed, I might clonner it. <laughs> So we'll see about that. Um, you know, thank God for the break by breakdown uh, payments. But yeah, I'd love to play it. It looks great. Um, I love what everything I've seen so far. Um, I love that you can turn a cow into a redneck, which is pretty fun. Oh man, that's a look. A cow that is a look. like he fucks his sibling. Oh God. <laughs> Cal's brother is also his cousin. <laughs> Uh, he fingered is that me. why the inquisitors are all called the like first brother first sister, right second yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it makes that kind of jedi attachment thing a lot more difficult when you're related to everybody it really it's does it's first uncle but it's also first father <laughs> <laughs> same person jesus <laughs> uh, Next question is from at Matty Gunner, who says, would you fight a mouse droid sized IG unit or an IG unit sized mouse droid? Mouse droid. Um, Yeah, I'll take the little guy on. Is it mouse droid sized IG unit? Or an IG sized mouse droid? Does he have guns? Or the IG unit? I would imagine so. Okay, so he's a little guy shooting. That seems dangerous, but the big guy can run you over. Yeah, but then you know. could ride it. I'm going for the. You could ride. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, take the big mouse droid. Yeah, that's. I think that's my my answer as well. I don't. Which even I if it's like tiny little bullet blasts. I still don't want it. That sounds painful. Yeah, I I also wanted to. That reminded me when we were talking about Mando. I wanted to talk about um, the glorious Rick Famuyiwa and how he he always seems to just add something really. It's like a specific goofy brand to Star Wars. Like yeah. his first episode are, are the Suga Jawas. <laughs> like he's already started there, and uh, and then we got the Enzelin workshop, and then the part in the finale that just endlessly cracks me up. Like I'm adding this to like vintage weird Star Wars Rick's catalog of when those like little posse of mouse droids try to like bully our five. Incredible! <laughs> it's Incredible! Just, it's just the funniest thing to watch because uh, he just shoots it one. he shoots it like it's the most serious thing to ever like, <laughs> yeah. like they roll in like like decepticons right and like their little cop they, lights they, going yeah and then they're just like <laughs> trying to bully r5 and he flies off and one of them falls out the edge and it's just, that's like, my favorite it's the one yeah. that just yeets off the cliff <laughs> yeah it's just man it's so funny like what were we thinking this would do 
Like, <laughs> yeah, like, they didn't even do anything. Like, no. I thought R5 was in trouble for, like, were they going to, like, you know, like, um, electrocute him or something? No, they're just going to try to bumper car him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we're all uniform on that answer, I think. Giant mouse droid. Maybe we can, you know, make it a pet. Um, and then the final question is from at KyberChat on Twitter, who says, favorite announcement, reveal, or moment from Star Wars Celebration 2023? Um, yeah, who wants to go first? Claire, do you want to go yeah. first? Sure. Since I did not get to partake in many things at home, um, when that Ahsoka trailer <laughs> dropped... Um, I, it, I am delirious. I've barely gotten any sleep. It's like six in the morning. I've been up for two hours. Um, I know you guys were a lot more delirious than me, so I probably shouldn't talk, (laughs) but I'm like half awake. I'm in my pajamas on and I'm just sobbing (laughs) and I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Just seeing all of the rebels here. True. (laughs) Valid points being made here. But no, just seeing all of the Rebels characters, you know, and, and getting the actual first glimpse of Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead um, and actual like shot for shot moments from the the series premiere and finale of Rebels. I was just like, oh, my God. And the Thrawn. I was like, I'm so fed right now. Um, also, that trailer finally convinced Ethan to watch all of Star Wars Rebels, which has there been you. my yeah. pleasure. We watched through all of it, and he really loved it. He couldn't get past the – he didn't like the animation style the first time, which I'm like, that's okay. Push through it. And then he's like, oh, no, no, wait. This is this is awesome. I'm like, yes, you're right. You missed out. But, you know. So that was – it was just a whole – that was a whole we, emotional experience. We call that delayed home. gratification. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Let him cook. Let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was, was the question announcement or moment or what? Uh, so it was. What was your favorite uh, celebration announcement, reveal, or moment? So it could be any of those. Okay. Um, announcement, reveal, or moment. I'm gonna. Can I take one of each really quick? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite, my favorite moment was a really impromptu. Um, I went to go say hi to Michelle Ang because I love Omega so much. Um, so oh. I, I, I got a wed or Dennis Lawson autograph, um, which was great. Got to talk to him for a bit and he's very nice. And, um, then, uh, I looked over and like, no, Michelle Ang was like just finishing with like her last person in the line. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't have any, I don't have any money. So I can't like have a ticket or anything, but I'll just go and say hi. So I so I went to go say hi and talk about Omega for a bit and yes. um, all that stuff. She she looked at my pins on my uh, lanyard and she's like, "Oh, what pins have you got?" And <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and I got crosshair here. And she's like, "Oh, you must be very happy to see him back." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." Um, and then uh, so yeah, that was super fun. Then uh, favorite reveal, I guess, was. Uh, or announcement. I'll go with announcement. Um, was because uh, we didn't really talk about it. Was when Dave announced Tales of the Jedi season two. Oh yeah, of course. And he he didn't. Oh my god! It looked, oh my god! And it, it's it's cool. Like it was it was really great to me. Just because, or not not just because 
it's cool to just get more. But like the way he talked about it as being, um, like as an as a concept, Tales of the Jedi being a place where that is a that's about letting people in animation take on new responsibilities and letting people write for the first time, letting people direct for the first time, and like turning it into this like really like in-house test lab for animation. And like, I think in the words Dave used was like to keep animation strong. And so it's not just about, Oh yeah, we can give you some more Jedi stories. Like it's, it's becoming this, like, like the training ground for animation to, to make sure that then when they do the bigger shows, we have all the experience, we have these sort of know-how kind of thing um, to just make those even better. So like, the idea that Tales of the Jedi is sort of like where you um, sort of like cut your teeth is I think very cool. And, and just like, that's the the thing about Dave too. Like for all he's accused of like uh, now that he does live action, he doesn't care about animation anymore. Like it just shows how like totally false it is um, because he's constantly sort of like reinvesting back in animation. And even in that Clone Wars panel where he announced it, it was, that was the most emotional I've ever seen him. Like he was like about to start crying when he was talking about the, you know, how like even through everything he does now, he like so much of it is owed to people on the stage and people who are not here. And he's like, and I carry you with me and everything I do forward. And I was just like, Oh my God. Um, so that was a really special sort of like announcement. Um, and then reveal reveal. I actually don't have a reveal. So, I'll, I'll I'll pick another <laughs> pick another moment, <laughs> and uh, I'll just say I'll just say the Obi Wan panel was the most I've ever cried at Star Wars Celebration in my life. Um, Charlie, you were there too. I was about to say you, that was going to be can, my favorite panel. I'll let you I'll let you detail it then because my god, yeah. So the, to so we got into the Obi Wan Kenobi panel in the celebration stage, so we were very. Uh, we got those sweet press <laughs> press line tickets, um, which was really amazing. And shout out to the folks that gave us those. Um, and I have to say, it was one of those panels which we were excited for because we were all fans of the show. For me, it's one of my favorite um, shows on Disney Plus. So, and it was just a joyous little, you know, it's just nice being in the same room as um, Ewan, Hayden, and you know. Just being there was great. But I have to Vivian. say, <laughs> Vivian, oh my God. So, <laughs> Vivian Lara Blair is Leia incarnate. She is so well spoken, thoughtful, hilarious. There's a moment where she was saying, <laughs> she's like describing when uh, Leia is like being rescued by Obi Wan. And she's like, so you've got to think about it from her point of view. She's just been kidnapped for the first time. It's very scary for her. And then this random stranger kidnaps her again. And then she sees that he is being wanted on a sign. And that's a red flag. <laughs> and we were just like dying. It was so funny. Like she was just on point. She was talking about, like, she, I think there was like, a clip afterwards, after the panel from the Star Wars um, show, Twitter or like YouTube thing, and she was breaking down like how important it was for fans to see, you know, talk about Anakin and Padme and see that in Leia, and it was just so beautiful. And she was talking about like that, and the, the, the panel was great, breaking down stories, learning that like Hayden and Ewan did like the majority of stunts, 
I think it was like 90 plus percent of stunts were done by those two. Which, which is that's ridiculous. pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Hayden and you were talking about how, you know, it was just beautiful to be back there and do all that stuff. And obviously Deborah Chow was there, which was awesome. Indira Varma was there talking about what it was like to be that character. And it was really cool, really fun. Amy Ratcliffe, good friend of the show, was doing Yay! the hosting. Um, Always a win when Amy's hosting. Did a, yeah, did a great job. Uh, and then near the end of the panel, they did something that we were kind of expecting, but it was really cool. Oh, by the way, I, just want to sh- I know I keep blabbering, but the start of this panel, what well, they showed a clip and it, from the show, and like Nikki was saying earlier about how when you're in the theater and you hear the booming sound and the, the lights go down and you see the screen they showed the clip from episode two i believe or three no episode three when it is obi-wan talking to qui-gon saying he's coming master he's coming and you see vader suited up but and i could be wrong about this but i'm pretty sure i'm right because i've watched that clip like 60 times it was an extended version than we saw in the show like it was like a it was, it was just longer, drawn out. You see more of Anakin being put ah. together. And it was so cool. And then was, I was like, okay, that might be the only clip we'll see. And then what they did was actually was they, they said, okay, what was your favorite clip from the series? And we'll go through each actor's oh favorite clip. Oh, my God. And <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll see what they do. Because sometimes, you know, like, sometimes they make actors pick like a generic clip. And you're like, okay, that was fun. And they were all great. They were all... Incredible. So the first one that was happened was Deborah Chow picked Vader dragging the person through the street and breaking. Them <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vader just murdering. Yeah. And they're like, so why did you pick that? And she was like, because I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> like they thought it being evil was awesome. And I was like, okay, there. that's where we're starting. Okay, let's see where we go. Then then Dara Varma picked the scene where she um, is being interrogated or like talked to down to by uh, Reva and. There's a big shout out for Moses Ingram, which is amazing. And it, it, the loudest clapping I'd heard that weekend was great for Reva and Moses, which was pretty cool. And then the f- the final three clips mm. picked by the actors. My God. So the next one was Vivian. And she picks the clip of, are you my father? Oh. And we were like, okay. And it's the full clip. Bear in mind, it's not like a, like a snippet. It's the full clip. So we're like, okay, we can hold this together. We're we're pretty we're pretty tough. We can do this. We can hold this together. <laughs> Watch that clip. Heartbreaking. Beautiful. The next one, Amy's like, okay, so Hayden, let's, let's see your favorite clip. It's oh, the motherfucking. No. Rev- it's the mask cut off. It's the whole fight to the mask cut off. To the, uh... I'm so sorry, Anakin. <laughs> to to... Obi Wan. It's the entire clip. And I still feel, I still feel that Obi Wan like rattle in my bones. Like it again, is, like oh. talking about earlier about like seeing it on a screen, like with that sound, like for the first time. Like it, it was just insane. And like, and if we weren't, if like, we were already like, crying with the, are you really funny? <laughs> and then like, and then, oh my god, that scene is we just. Were, we were weeping. Like oh, we were. We were already we were already down on the ground, and then it wasn't even over. Yeah, so it was it was Sean Room, me, uh, Nikki, Alden Diaz. Uh, who else was there? Chase was there, I believe. Yeah, Goose would have been friend. there as well. Yeah, Goose was there. We were all weeping, like we were all crying. It was ridiculous. My tears, like 
just being in that room and like we were saying with the sound and the video and the like Nikki was saying in your bones the I'm so sorry Anakin Ugh. that hurt now picture this okay the screen comes back up we're all looking at each other we're all crying we're a few like we're fairly close to Hayden and Ewan they both stand up and start hugging each other <laughs> and then they start talking about how the tears were real because it's been such a long time since they've seen each other and worked with each other and that all that emotion, like, yeah, like everything life, done up life that was point, flooding back in, you know, yeah, everything they'd done to that point had been cool and awesome. And it was nice being back together, but seeing them at that moment and acting that scene out made like re- gave them a reaction that they hadn't expected reading it on the page. And you see it in the scene and it's all there. It's all love. They said that, and they were like, you and something along the lines of, it's because I love him. Like, we love each other. And we were like, okay. What's going to last week? And then Amy Ratcliffe was like, okay, you and let's see your favorite clip. Oh, and we man. knew what it was going to be. Sweet. We fucking knew what it was going to be. And we, we weren't prepared for it. Nope. And of course, it's the Leia Organa. The, 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 oh like, I'm literally thinking about that scene makes me tear up. I'm literally tearing up right now. We I can't imagine being in that room. So hard. It was so emotional. And, you know, that. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. We're like. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then we gave them a standing ovation. And it yeah. was just. Oh, the- I remember when the lights came up on that one and Ewan was saying, like, you know, because as a producer, he he's like, you know, I would go in and they'd screen the like finished episodes for me. And he's like, so I watched, I watched the first three at one point, then I went in to do the last three. And, uh, and yeah, he's like, when that scene came on, like, he was like, I was just like crying my eyes out. <laughs> and then, and then when, the, so when they finished and the lights came back up, he's like, I have to like really quickly, like brought, like wipe my tears away. Um, oh. So like he, yeah, he was really, you can see why he picked that scene. Cause it's just like, like not only is it incredible in every way, but it's like it is really the the catharsis of the whole series, right? It, it, I think, as he says, it's like it's when he says, "May the force be with you." It's like it's the first time he's believed it, you know, like yeah, in years. And I think actually this panel was streamed, so like I believe I think, so. Yeah, you I can, think you can go watch it with with the clips excluded. You'll have to line them up yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you can go watch it, and it's it's incredibly sweet. Um, and yeah, just so emotional. What a panel. I want to say as well, I think the, the clip with Vader was extended as well. The um, Like when he's getting up and screaming Obi-Wan, I believe that was extended a little bit. It wasn't the chopped version that we saw in the Disney Plus show. So that was really cool as well. Like there's a bit more time to sort of stick with him before he's struggling to get up and screaming Kenobi. I'd really forgotten like how like also terrifying that scene is. I oh, know it's horrifying. Like it's it's just it's it's like pure horror. It's it's crazy. It's the um, best. It's horror. It's heartbreak. It's yeah. No, and and I remember that. I remember that. Um, like during all that, I remember turning to Alden, like you know, tears running down my face. I'm like, and people have the audacity to talk shit about this show. I know. Like, I just I don't get it. Like, I just I can't. I cannot imagine what it's like. To not <laughs> to not be like so fully affected by by that show, it is it's yeah it, it was brilliant. It was brilliant to experience it that way, and and I'm glad I'm glad we um we got to go, and I'm all, I am also glad that 
it is available to watch because it, it's very sweet and you can you can see how how uh how great everyone is yeah uh just to wrap up uh my other two stuff uh reveal for me um we've already sort of covered the big reveals i think the bad batch trailer was a big thing for me i was yeah. so excited for that one the bad batch trailer was incredible yeah i'm glad i'm glad we got to do that and get to mention it because um that panel itself was also really great um yeah. i think there was there's a lot like a panel like that could do where they just sort of like you know oh yeah blah blah blah, blah. but i think this one you we got a lot of emotion out of it um mm. and i think it's a real like slap in the face to the the grifter argument that they're just churning shit out like yeah. like this stuff is very very personal to people and like they spent a lot of time not just being like oh isn't it sad that tech died like they were spending a lot of time really like eulogizing him like and what they it wrestled meant. with it yeah like brad rao and jennifer corbett were like we we knew like we're going to tarkin's house like the stakes here have to be really like meaningful really like really dark um and they didn't know it, it sounded like you know they were really like struggling with what to you know what to how far to take it but then ultimately like it is it is the fate that we end up with and and like Dee Bradley Baker and Michelle Ng were talking about you know losing the character and just yeah it was it was really um it was really like a very emotional panel in that way too um and also again seeing the bad batch scenes and like the cut they do at the beginning like seeing that on a big screen again it's like this it just feels so right to like see it so big um and then and then of course yeah we get the uh the uh what's it, the announcement that the third season is also the final season which is mm-hmm. always bittersweet it's a bittersweet moment i i hate when shows end <laughs> i hate <laughs> it like, also, it's like it's right but i hate it when you uh, know it's like rebels when you know it that they're happy and content with this is the story yeah. uh, it should be ended you're like damn it i hate it but i, I respect you. yeah yeah and then, the, and and then they, gave us, they gave us a little 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 oh. sweet treat at the end the trailer if you haven't seen it is incredible Obviously, that didn't get released. It didn't get no, released. No, it did not. No. So yeah. I have not seen. Um, have you heard anything about it, Claire? No, not really. Do you want us to talk about it, or do you want us to be stup? Um, you know, let's let's save it. Let's save it for another time. We'll save it for another time. All right, cool. Good. Oh, that's good. The one thing I did, I don't know if, if this was revealed before. I'm I'm sure it must have been. I just didn't remember. Is that Jennifer Corbett was talking about how she was in the military? Mm-hmm. Um. And that sort of really hit, like, you know, the storytelling they've been doing about, like, veterans and how the military, like, you know, disregards veterans. and The Crosshair Mayday episode mm-hmm. being very, again, very personal. Yeah. yeah. And that was a, it was just a great panel, great reveals, um, off topic, but we did bump into D. Bradley Baker, who's got an ISP sticker now. <laughs> and he's got a sweet <laughs> selfie with him in his little crosshair shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You met the whole batch, really. I, yeah, I met the batch for free. <laughs> so, so yeah, take that. Take that. Um, yeah, super great. Super great. We we won't have time to dig into it, but uh, we also did Visions that day. Visions Volume 2 looks incredible. Oh, my God, uh, I can't wa- wait. We watched the I Am Your Mother Ardman short in full. Um, that was going to be my, uh, my last moment. Oh, sorry. Moment. Yeah, right. no, sorry. You, you, you take last- it, take it. My last moment, uh, there's so many moments from Celebration. I just want to quickly shout out uh, our good friend Chase's panel, which was incredible. The Star Wars is Drag panel, 
Really good. If it's out on YouTube, I recommend watching it. Um, our good friend Goose, uh, Tried of the Force on YouTube as well. They did the panel. Amazing. Nikki did a great trailer for it, which I think starred the founding uh, Grogu, I believe. <laughs> Executive um, Grogu. Oh, the founding Grogu. <laughs> um, so check those out on YouTube. They're great moments. Of course, I want to shout out all our good friends that you know who you are, who we hung out with. Um, I'll quickly say as well, Apologies to the Damons for spending <laughs> nearly till 4 a.m. in your hotel room. <laughs> I had a great my nap, dad. though. I had a great nap. Um, but yeah, my, my favorite moment, or one of my favorite moments from Celebration, was we got to see the Ardman short, which, you know, w- w- we've all been in Britain. We've all got a relationship with Britain. Either we live there, or we have family that live there, or we stay there. We all know what Ardman is. We've all watched Wallace and Gromit. We all mm-hmm. have that, grew up with that. So seeing Star Wars in that was amazing. But it was really fun because where we were in the press uh, line, we were like just being honest with ourselves. Like we were just, you know, we can't contain it when we want to scream or laugh or like cry or whatever. So we it, were was all, it was also more than the press section. It was it was also the friends and family section. <laughs> uh, exactly. It was there the friends go. and family <laughs> slash press. And that's what was really funny was that we were like screaming, laughing and just being like, how amazing was that? And before the light, well, the lights went up and we were about to leave, the whole row in front of us turned around. And I'm just going to shout them out as well. Um, they all turned around and, and told us, we're so grateful that you guys were the ones sitting behind us because we're the Ardman team. <laughs> and oh we were like, god. oh my god. We were like, no, honestly, thank you. Because that was a joy. That was amazing. Um, yeah, because before that, the director came out and was like, can we get a hand for the crew? And it wasn't like super explicit, you know. Uh, but I think I saw like the person because we were a little further down the road from each other. The person in front of me kind of like waved and looked around. So, was, so at that point, I was like, "Oh my god, are we sitting? Are we sitting behind the people who just made it?" Yes. Because <laughs> yeah, like because in my section, I was like openly saying out loud, like on multiple times, I was like, "These guys are fucking geniuses!" Like, like mm-hmm. they're geniuses. And then, and then yeah, then they were uh, right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, thanks for talking so nicely about me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, that's the joyous celebration, I think, which is, um, you know, there's no truncation, there's no f- falsery or like lying. It's just a group of people who celebrating. are celebrating, just happen to be where we are because of what we've done and, you know, hard work. But getting to celebrate and give something a little bit back to those who also are fans or, who are very hardworking artists who, you know, get to, you know, get something back from them, which is really cool. And if we got to make people happy that day, then that's all that matters, really. That's what it's about. Absolutely. About the community. Absolutely. Right. Speaking of that, I think we've been talking long enough. <sighs> I find it funny how every time we try to do a short episode, it ends up two hours There's long. no such thing as a short episode. Yeah. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Right. That's all we've got time for this week. Claire, where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Cstribs. I mostly just kind of retweet stuff, and and it's where you can find pretty much everything I'm doing um, on Twitter anyway. The rest of – on Instagram and TikTok, I'm a little more active. And um, you can catch me on Broaxium every Sunday night on Shootin' the Poodoo, which is our weekly all-pop culture slash nerd stuff roundup show um, at 8 p.m. Central Time on Sunday nights. You can catch me there, and you can catch me reviewing each new issue of Dr. Afra for the Baraxium YouTube channel as well. 
What about you, Nikki? Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me at Nuquisius on Twitter. Um, you can listen to One and Done Film Club. It's been on a bit of a break as well, but um, there's a back catalog of stuff to listen to. Looking forward to getting that uh, back to back on its feet. Um, that's, you can follow that on Twitter at One, the letter N, Done Show. Uh, you can also listen to a rewatch between worlds on the Octo radio feed. And also um, every now and again, you can catch me on uh, make a little guest appearances on uh, Casterly Talk with the great uh, Ken Knapsack and Alden Diaz talking about uh, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, by extension, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. Um, and then also we, we did a whole lot of uh, Willow coverage for the season of Willow that we all adored so much. So, um, yeah, you can go check that out on uh, YouTube at Casterly Talk. Brilliant. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY. On Instagram, I'm CharlieMWAshby. As for the uh, the podcast itself, follow us on Twitter at ImpSnipPod. On Instagram, we're at ImperialSnipPod. And anything else you want to find us on is on our link tree. You can find that in the bio on our Twitter or Instagram. Or on the uh, selection, whatever you're listening to, there should be a link there. Um, if it's on YouTube, there'll be a link there. So yeah, just find us wherever you can. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad to be back. It's good to have all three of us back talking nonsense again. Yay! Actually, yeah. it was a lot of it was not a lot of nonsense this week. It was a lot of just <laughs> too much too much to cover for nonsense. Yeah, yeah. truly, all business. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to our shenanigan ways very soon but don't again you thank worry. you for listening <laughs> don't you worry um thank you again we'll be back soon see ya mr bombastic <laughs> <laughs> we're semi-fantastic bye bye thank you for listening to the imperial senate podcast if you would like to hear more from the senators please visit our website at imperial there you will find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email us at imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks, and may the force be with you. Oh,